0: Hello, dear friends. This is Cardiac Radio at 11 p.m. Nourishing our souls. Yes, we need nourishment for the soul and for the bodies. The physical body needs healthy nourishment. Of course, each person has their own needs. Mm-hmm. We need to investigate our spiritual needs. I would say that there are many people on earth who are starving spiritually. They are not receiving nourishments, yes, and thus we are creating a lot of tensions. So we needed to nourish ourselves. You may be asking, Vanessa, what is a good nourishment for our souls? Well, If the physical body needs mostly oxygen, which is vital, I would say spiritually, all the illuminated minds have already disclosed to us that love is the only nourishment for our souls. But did you know that God sustains us through love? You know it, right? And you know that by loving, you nourish yourself. Because by loving, we allow the flow of God's love through us to everyone we encounter. And as we're nourished. So let us pray more. Let us trust more in God. And never despair. Never despair. It's everything to do with the chapter we're going to talk about today. I think you'll be surprised if you haven't read the book yet, because in this Chapter 5 of the book, Memoirs of a Suicide, we're going to lift our hopes even more, right? Welcome, dear friends, to Kardec Radio. I see Jailton is here. Andrea Cusley. Hello, Jailton. How have you been? Ah, it's so happy to have you here. And Andrea, I can see her, let me see the other friends because only when I turn on into the other setting I can see more friends. I see our dear Carol Correa, how are you, Carol? I see Daisy Galen, how are you, Daisy Galan? And I see Ana Paula, Paula. Welcome, Paula, how have you been? So, Souza, a big hug to you too, so, hmm, I can see friends coming along here and sharing this classroom. We're together in the classroom. I'm also learning. I'm just sharing the teachings, but we're learning with the teachers of the beyond, right? There's so much to learn. And the more we read about it, the more instruction we receive the stronger we are, and that's precisely the chapter's title, Elucidations, Shedding Light to Make Us Stronger, yes, you know, I see sunshine, I see Nora Brazil. hello friends, welcome, welcome, it's good to know Jayuton. you're doing great, and you're happy to be here, I'm happy too, it's such a joyful moment for us around the world, connecting, and connecting not only for our instruction, but to pray together. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important? Because it's nourishment and because we are called to be co-creators. It's our decision to stay here and co-create in this very moment. It's a moment of work for the soul, service for immortality. It can save lives including ours, right? We all have our own needs. Who doesn't? And yet, we can serve. We can help. What we cannot do, we can no longer afford, is to give up despair or even allow the current circumstances of life to define us. It doesn't. Think about our Master Jesus. Jesus as our guide and model. Did people understand him? No. Did he understand people? Yes. Did people love him? No. Did he love them? Yes. Were, was he always available to help and assist? Yes. Were people available always? No. Did Jesus allow himself to be defined by how people in his life behaved? No. Did he allow the misunderstandings, the conflicts in the world at the time, define him? No. Now we understand. What we're doing here at Cardiac Radio is this exercise. No matter what's happening in the world, people are talking about the coronavirus. I understand we need to do precautions, but fear, no. Why? Because you know, and I know, that fear attracts. Mental bacteria, says Andrea Lewis in his books. So what do we do? We keep singing the hymns of hope, knowing that God is in charge of everything. We don't need to be worried, we can't spread despair, we can't, we need to be peacemakers. The other thing that is very important for us to pay attention to, there is a a wave of uh, discouragement because we see lies and um, we see corruption everywhere, but At Jesus' time, it was even worse. Human rights didn't exist at his time. We would say, Jesus didn't allow it to define himself and so shouldn't us nowadays. Okay? We should say, I am safe. God loves all of us. Everything is well. I don't need to fear. I don't need to be anguished. And I don't need anybody... To love me, for me to be nourished. Because the only love that we need is God's love. If people love us, wonderful. If they don't, bad for them. But if we love in our turn, wonderful. As our dear Louise Hay has a beautiful affirmation card, she says, are we loving enough? Are we? Hmm? Good question, right? This is just a short introduction for us because the chapter today, are you ready? Buckled up. Remember the previous chapter. Wow. It was the story in the hospital, Mary of Nazareth. A group of suicidal spirits with Camilo, 10 of them, invited to a talk to learn with brother Theocrito in the beyond. One of them didn't want it, was rebellious. He said, no, I'm not gonna stay here until I see my family on earth. It was confusing, it was complicated. They allowed him, the guards came with him. He came to the earth and he saw what he regretted later. He saw his wife being prostituted, prostituting her own daughter, his son in jail, and he couldn't even see the other two girls. He comes back, regretting his choice, regretting his suicide, feeling so ashamed. And that's where we are now. They are back to the hospital Mary of Nazareth. And what's going to happen next? Are you ready? Hold on, because this chapter is huge. But we're going to concise it. You know, we could spend, like, probably the rest of the year in this one chapter, chapter 5 of the book Memoirs of a Suicide. But we have to bring the main highlights. Can we try it? Ready, set, and go. I have it in the Kindle version. Just see it here. The book. The book. And this is chapter five elucidation remember Camilo is describing to us that some events strongly affected the group one of them was affected Geronimo had his experience and everybody watched it the second one he says here the Honorable invitation that they received from the hospital's leadership to participate in an academic gathering involving physical studies and experimentation. Wow, amazing. You think suicidal spirits are going to be doomed to hell? No, none of us. They're going to start anew. They're going to go to school, universities. Of course, each case is a case, but that's a possibility. Geronimo refused the invitation. He visited his family. He was overcome with terrible grief. And he requested a priest. He was inflexibly attached to his religious principle. He wanted a Roman Catholic priest like himself. He was a, a Roman Catholic himself. Well, of all those who collaborated in the Institute's educational endeavor, the one who stood out the most was Father Miguel the Sant a servant of Mary and a humble and respected disciple Of the teachings consecrated on Calvary. He was the director of Isolation, an institution connected with the Mary of Nazareth Hospital. Isolation employed strict educational methods and maintained unbendable discipline. It lodged only recalcitrant individuals, those damaged by excessive earthly prejudices, or hardened in insidious bigotry, or in burning bitterness of the heart. He was a man of infinite patience, a respectable example of humility, gentleness, and stability, and he possessed lofty sentiments of love, for the unfortunate and moral delinquents. In a previous existence, Father Miguel de Santarém studied the secret doctrines in India, but after that he had other terrestrial migrations in which he had demonstrated outstanding abilities in the Christian ministry. His last reincarnation was in Portugal where he had received the name that he continued to use in the afterlife, as well as his position as a sincere and honest priest. This is so beautiful because it shows to us that in previous lives, we have had other religious experiences. It's obvious, isn't it? But you forget. Why we forget? Because we have short-sighted vision in previous lives, when you read history, read the book on the way to the light by Emmanuel through Chico Xavier, ancient civilizations, who was there? We were there too, and we reincarnated, reincarnated. When we read history books, it's our story here and there, here and there. And then in this life, we embrace these Christian teachings of spiritism. But all the other prophets, they were sent by Christ to the earth. So there's no reason for us in any way to be in litigation, in intolerance. We need to do what Jesus said to us. Hey, let's be peacemakers, shall we? Hmm? We need to be meek peacemakers, and avoid any form of intolerance, we need to work on it. It's a millennial goal to be really tolerant. But not that tolerance in the sense of putting up with people's mistakes. We're talking about understanding. In spiritism, tolerance for us, is not putting up with people's mistakes or wrongdoings or shortcomings. It's about understanding them. Understanding doesn't mean we're going to allow them to beat us up. But just means we're going to understand. For example, Jesus as our guided model. Was he tolerant? Yes. Did he understand? Hmm? Did he understand at the time the Pharisees? Yes, but did he mingle with them constantly? No. Why? There was no purpose. He understood them so much that they left him alone, them alone. That's how it is. You may have a friend, a family member, a colleague at work, a neighbor whom you understand. You tolerate, but you allow each other to be where they are, where we are. Tolerating doesn't mean we're going to be best friends every day, all the time, because we're different, because we understand. But we let them be who they are. We let them be. Oh, they like loud music. Okay, fine. They like uh, surfing. Oh, all right. You don't have to go there. Just let them do it. Right? Mm -hmm. So interesting enough, throughout this book, we have the description of the Hindu traditions and a lot of practices. and, and, And then people may have been asking, right? Why? Because, first of all, Like Brother Miguel de Santorin, in previous lives, way back when, that's where they brought these teachings. That's one of the reasons. There is more. Throughout the book, I'll tell you more. But keep in mind, every civilization is blessed. And at the end of the day, all the wisdom comes from above. Everybody's team working With the Christ of the earth. Got it? All right. Moving on. So Brother Theocrat was there, and he was certain of the that brother Miguel de Santorin, the priest, was going to take care of Geronimo. Geronimo was then transferred to the isolation ward. to be cared for by the priest as requested. And the group, Camilo's group, didn't see Geronimo for a year. So in this chapter, we're not going to see Geronimo anymore. It's going to be Camilo and others together with brother Teocrito. On the day after, they began daily visits, now this is interesting, to clinical psychical chambers to receive magnetic treatments. In just a few days, they were feeling better and thinking more clearly. They gradually felt invigorated as if they were ingesting reviving tonics via that form of therapy. Each morning, our affable nurses took us for our treatments. Every morning, magnetic treatments. In a way, it's like our past is plus more, okay? So, it's interesting because we're talking about another dimension of treatment and I will put a pause here to make an important consideration for us who are incarnated. Whenever we're facing difficulties, we need to treat it multidimensionally. Because we're spirits, that's one dimension. We have a spiritual body which is interfacing with the physical one. That's another dimension. And then we have the physical one. So, taking care of one and not the other does not resolve because we're incarnated. At any step, we need to treat simultaneously. And I'll give an idea to you. Some people want to lose weight. And they think just by dieting suffices. It doesn't. Even to diet physically and succeed you need to work on your mind, you need to work spiritually because of the energy fields, you need to, to care for the connections associations that you make, spirits that may be vampirizing us pushing us towards food addiction for example and not allowing us to be healthy so even to succeed in losing weight we need this multi-dimensional approach for anything we do even the reverse some people say oh I want to think more positively well start taking care of your body you want to you want to think more positively? You're incarnated. I'm incarnated. Let's start it from the physical body. Because this physical body is grounding us. How so? We're not talking about taking care of the physical body in the sense of becoming a a supermodel, a top model. No. We're talking about understanding the needs of the body. You need to rest, I'll put you to rest. Because the physical body is not us. We're connected to the physical body. But it's sacred. It's a divine gift. So if I want to think positively, I need to start thinking positively about my physical body. Looking at it and saying, thank you, being grateful. That's a way. The other way of thinking positively is about... Breathing, paying attention to the breathing, which is true nourishment. In all of the books in Spiritism, we've got to know the confirmation that our main nourishment comes through our breath. So breathing in the relaxation mode as Dr. Herbert Benson from Harvard University has discovered. In 30 years of research, he shows to us breathing. So let's be positive. Breathing in, just like Thich Nhat Hanh teaches us, the Buddhist monk. We breathe in and I feel good and protected. Breathing out, I let go of any doubt inside of me. So I can start thinking positively by taking care of the physical body when I eat stop thank you may each and every bit of this food nourish myself completely and then I'm practicing positive thinking by paying attention to the physical body that's just A few ideas here and there. So we're talking about a multi-dimensional approach for whatever we need. Oh, I want to be less depressed. Well, stop eating sugar, okay? Because depression is not only, it's in the mind, but it affects the physical body, the spiritual body, the physical body. If you have a better equipment, you can work better as well. So walk, do exercises you have to do exercises every day to cheer yourself up some people are like oh my gosh i want to see the sun and if i have the sun i'm not gonna be depressed really no that doesn't solve because there are many people who are in tropical areas and they're depressed so it is mostly about how you know your body as well but not only use your body for that purpose. So we're talking about multidimensional approach. Do affirmations. If you want to get a new job, if you you also need to work spiritually counting on the guardian angels. So we're talking about these multidimensional levels of approach, right? Adriana Lemos, welcome to Kardec Radio. Raquel Bakeshi, welcome friends. I can see you, so let me read it back to you. It's so beautiful and surprising, I would say, what they describe here. Because every morning, this group of spirits were brought to this clinical psychical chambers to receive magnetic treatments. Each morning, their nurses took for the treatments. They would enter the chamber, the anti-chamber. The antechamber, and they would wait a little bit. It's so interesting because in our spiritual treatment at the Spiritist Center in Virginia, we ask people to come and wait before they receive their passes. Some people don't understand why, but there are many reasons, and some of them are described in this chapter. And he says here, There were numerous rooms. Like that, all located along an extensive gallery lined with stately columns. The rooms were all furnished in a Hindu style conducive to silence and meditation. And that's so important as well because in our spiritual centers, it's usually so much a club. We're loud. We're getting, hello, how are you? Which is fine. Yes and no. Because what if we practice more silence and meditation? So dim down the lights, people get in. It's a particular environment to commune with the spirits, even if it's for a public talk and passes. It's a healing environment too. We need silence and meditation. Oh, but I want to talk to my friends. But that's not a club. The Spiritist Center is not a club. That's not a place for us to do it. I mean, we can talk to friends somewhere else. But in the center, we're not there to meet friends. I've never read in the Spiritist literature, from Kardec to André Luis, that a Spiritist center is a place for friendship. What do you mean, Vanessa? It means it's not a club. Dr. Bezerra de Menezes, in the preface of the book, spiritual dimensions of the spiritist center by srika Schubert. he says if people make a spiritist center a club where they gather together they would they like they they are going to change the course of events it's no longer going to be a spiritist center as it should be it's a club so we have to be careful okay this is a side note From there, we would enter the treatment chambers. It's interesting because they saw this bluish phosphorescence in the rooms that were not too large. They had small eastern style seats with a white fleece and arranged in a semicircle. And they had Six young Hindu assistants focused on their charitable duty stood ready to receive the patients. The procedures were suggestive and surrounded in mystery and were highly intriguing at first. We had not known any Hindu psychics in Portugal, nor we were we familiar with the studies and experience of a transcendental nature, but now we found ourselves under the watch care of a phalanx of Eastern initiates whose actual existence had never arunted but a passing interest because we had deemed it too mystical and legendary. And there are people who are spiritists and they still feel that way. But here are spiritist books showing to us the blessings and the beauty of it all. However, our current surroundings were impregnated with a religious unction that acted powerfully on our faculties, assuaging them under the stimulus of religious fervor. They instilled such profound and pleasant feelings in our spirits that we thought we were dreaming. The first few times we entered this room saturated with unknown virtues, we were overcome by an uncontrollable drowsiness like semi-unconsciousness. It's as if they got into a trance you see how these assistants, the Hindu assistants, they had this mental work? We have a lot to learn. A lot. These assistants would show us where to sit in a semicircle of cushion chairs. Then five of these spiritual physicians would stand behind us with a symmetrical, uniform space between each of them with one posted at each end of the same circle. To close the circle, the six would stand in front of us with arms crossed at the waist, brow attentive and concentrated as if emitting dominative mental energies for a charitable survey and inspection of the furnace inside our tormented souls. Around us we could hear the harmonious whisperings of prayers Well, the evidence suggested, however, that they were scrutinizing our thoughts with their mental powers. Fascinating! Mm? Examining our character and moral persona in order to determine the best corrective measure. Like surgeons investigating the viscera of the patients to locate the problem and operate on it. This certainty infused in us emotions of various sorts. They felt shame because of what they've done, committed suicide, remorse, sorrow for having devoted our best energies to the pleasures of matter, preferring the imperatives of the world, but never focusing on the urgent requisitions of the soul or devoting any time to our inner illumination. These were all bitter daggers. We were filled with anguish and regret. Our past emerged. Our suicide-shortened lives paraded before our terrified and astonished eyes. We longed to escape. It was dramatic, painful, but we were being held in our seats by wills that were in control of our very being. After a few minutes, the procedure ended, and our torpor was lifted. The clouds of the past disappeared and at this point, the assistant in front of them turned serene as transparent rainbow, tender compassion seemed to flow from him as he approached each one of us to lay his translucent hands on our heads as the other five copied His gestures and expressions, the compassionate, beneficent fluid, the divine therapy helped us to gradually rectify our feelings of hunger and thirst. To set aside the maddening sensation of intense cold The suicide feels as the result result of the corpse coldness being transmitted to the peri-spirit. The therapy also helped to attenuate unspeakable tendencies and appetites, such as sex, drinking, and smoking, whose repercussions and effects produce shocking disturbances in our spiritual senses, and read of our dramatic and frightful tics, you know? The suicidal spirits However, they discarnated, if they hung themselves, they cut themselves, they shot themselves, they often felt, for example, shot in the ear. They felt like the blood was coming out and they would touch it, but nothing was there. So they would have this nervous ticks. So the therapy was to help them get rid of it. It's very beautiful very beautiful that's a nervous mental habit the benevolence on them to eliminate hallucinations and then they would tell the patients listen to this because it's so beautiful remember that you're no longer living on the earth when you leave this chamber, you will think only of your condition as an immortal soul, no longer affected by the disturbances of the physical material envelope, your spirits. And as spirits, you shall proceed on your ascending march in the spiritual realms. Friends, this is the first part of the chapter. Think about it affirmations. This is the power of affirmations in the Spiritist literature. We need to reprogram our minds. Many problems exist in our minds because we don't allow ourselves to affirm differently. So let us repeat to ourselves. I am an immortal spirit and everything is well. I am progressing. I am an immortal spirit Everything is well. I am progressing. You see, this is therapy. Without any apparatus, any pill, the past is the mind. And being amongst people who are elevated in their minds. Oftentimes, we fail not only because of ourselves, but because of the choices we make in terms of friends, companions, etc. becomes harder. It becomes harder. You know, I see many people going through difficulties in their lives. As in the Gospel according to Spiritism, it says, Chapter 5, past causes of our afflictions, present causes of our afflictions. And it says to us, majority of our afflictions happen because of the present choices in this life. There are people who are in the hospitals, not because of karma or expiations, but because in this life they made choices that were not healthy. You and I may be going through things now. Due to the choices we made in this life. It's chapter 5 of the Gospel according to Spiritism. And it says here for us present causes of afflictions. And it says, it says here. Many, on searching for the source of earthly misfortunes, it will be realized that many are the natural consequence of the character and behavior of those who bear them. How many fail due to their own fault? How many are the victims of their own imprudence, pride and ambition? How many ruin themselves for lack of discipline or perseverance, for not having limited their desires? How many unfortunate marriages there are because they result from calculated self-interest or vanity and because the heart has played no part? How many disagreements and disastrous quarrels could have been avoided with more moderation and less susceptibility how many ills and infirmities are the consequence of intemperance and excesses of all kinds how many parents are unhappy with their children because they didn't educate the bad inclinations right from the start whether from weakness or indifference they allowed the seeds of pride selfishness and foolish vanity to develop in them Let all those who are stricken in their hearts by life vicissitudes and disappointments calmly examine their conscience. Read it. It's chapter 5, item 4 of the Gospel according to Spiritism. Interesting, huh? We need to pray, asking that this high spirit come and treat us to help us in this temperance, moderation, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. After that treatment, Camilo's group was invited to meet Brother Teocritu. Mm-hmm. a meeting. Are you prepared for this? I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I'd like to hear from you what you think. Okay. Hello Silvio Otero, how have you been? Welcome here to Kardec Radio, friends. So... They have a meeting. Look at this meeting, huh? He saw there were two hundred people in the room. Two hundred. And he says, his group was not qualified as repentant yet. Psh, mama, can't believe it. Mm-hmm. He says. That majority of them were still very animalized, very much so. Some were occupied the mental ward, and they were brought to the meetings. And Camilo says here that these spirits, they had this mental nervousness. ticks they would laugh out of nervousness very difficult they were not allowed to have sobbing violent convulsive sobbing in the hospital they were not allowed so interesting that they have these rules and regulations to accommodate the healing and I think in our spirit centers, we need to observe similar things. Because sometimes it's not only about, hey, hello, how are you? And, but it's also we allow our emotions of sadness to go wild in meetings. We cry. We may talk about, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Because there are many people being treated there. The story that you tell, like we saw in the previous chapter, it creates commotion in other people's feelings. You know, help others, creates this imbalance. So we need self-discipline. That's not therapy. If we need to vent, if we need to talk about it, we need therapy, psychotherapy. But in the spiritist center, it's spiritual therapy. We don't do this. We need to practice self-discipline. Okay? It's hard. I know it's hard. But we need to do it. He says that they were there and a religious science spread harmonious meditative waves throughout the vast auditorium. And there were six melodic strokes of an unseen clock. That gently echoed in the vastness of the room to announce the starting of the meeting. An enveloping and moving harmonious aim of prayer came to our ears through invisible ethereal waves from a distant, indiscernible place, while on the screen next to Border appeared the suggestive painting of the apparition of Gabriel, to Virgin of Nazareth. Announcing the coming of the Redeemer to the planet's ungrateful shores. It was the loving moment of the Angelus. What is this? 6 p.m. every day. 6 p.m., wherever you are in the world, in your time zone, that's the time when, in the beyond, at that time zone, everybody is, is what? Connected to Mary the director stood up and addressed a brief and moving greeting to Mary, introducing the audience to such an invocation for the first time. Tears started to flow, sweet emotions. Okay. Now, they had wonderful constructive teachings Integrating the delicate treatment to be administered. Moral therapy. This is unique. We've never heard of this before. I don't think we can handle it here on earth. Mm-hmm. Moral therapy. Why? Because they need to reeducate their mindsets. Okay. They were asked... One of them, Bellarmino, was asked to come to stage. And everybody else, two hundred people were there. I'm gonna summarize to you. There is a screen. Everybody starts seeing Bellarmino's life, the suicide, all the scenes after the suicide, in the valley of the suicides. This is what we call moral therapy. He was a highly educated person and he was asked to be there. And he didn't oppose himself. He saw that he had tuberculosis and how from being a professor through tuberculosis, he quit life, killing himself. While one of the assistants helped him tap into these memories, another commented on them, explaining what happens to a suicide before and after the act is committed, like a professor emeritus instructing his students on an indispensable subject. He did this by showing the sequence following the intelligent being's disengagement from its material cocoon, violated by the disastrous act committed against it they follow what happened afterwards. These extraordinary scenes dashed the materialistic beliefs of the Bellarmino. By means of this gentle yet effective method, the great majority of the audience was able to understand the reasons for their sufferings. The tormenting physical sensations they had been during and the multiple disturbances that prevented the serenity or oblivion they erroneously expected to find after grave. Well, of many things he says here, the instructor said, so you can see my dear friends, that just because this fellow longed to escape physical existence through the deceitful abyss of suicide, he was unable to avoid any of the anguishing situations that were bothering him. On the contrary, he piled up more, perhaps harsher and more pungent misfortunes on his load of troubles. Troubles that would certainly have been tolerable if... Now, pen and paper. I have my pen, let's write it down. Pen, cardiac radius pen, yeah. Write it down. How could he had avoided, as everyone else, but the doctor saying, solid moral education based on the accomplishment of duty had inspired his daily actions. Although this moral education is capable of deterring tragedies such as those We are lamenting at this moment. It has not been yet acquired by humankind because it does not want to acquire it. But even so, humankind is certainly surrounded by abundant instructions and teachings capable of leading it to the redemptive dawn of the good and of duty. Moral education. Solid moral education. Do we like to hear that? No. But do we need it? Yes. Addictions is form of suicide. Lack of moral education. We need moral education. We have enough instructions. Be dutiful. He says careless earthly travelers have continued to waste the beneficial opportunities offered by divine providence for their moral and spiritual advancement. Instead they have preferred the darkness of passions that nourish the vices and folly the drive to that drive them to take the plunge into the abyss. He says here, it never occurs to people to use every effort for their inner illumination or for the moral, mental and spiritual re-education required for their spirits. So they are unaware that they have culti- to cultivate this gifts, the divine being inside of them. So today we're learning how to strengthen ourselves more education we need instruction to acquire new habits Is it easy no but it's possible yes is it easy no but it's possible yes We are we are destined to succeed but we need to apply ourselves effort repetition effort repetition. Effort, repetition, effort, repetition, effort, repetition. Right? And then he says, Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Because now I'm going to read something to you that is beautiful. The therapy. He looks at everybody and says, You destroyed the material body assigned to your reincarnation. You live, you continue to live, you will live forever. Listen to this because this is the reprogramming of the minds, the affirmation that we need. You will live throughout the eons, a life that is immortal, that will never ever be extinguished, that will never cease to project upon your conscience the irresistible impulse to go ever, forever. This is so because you are light of inestimable value created by the Eternal Father who pours out his immortality on all creation, which was emanated from him, granting you the blessings of progress down through the ages until you reach plenitude of glory in final union with him oh wow oh wow you are light you are light you're light right what do we do with light let it shine let it shine let it shine I'm gonna let it shine this little light of mine we're gonna let it shine this little light of ours right let it shine let it shine, let it shine. Let us let it shine. This light of ours. Let it shine. He's saying it to us, reminding us, reprogram your mind. This is so because you are light of inestimable value created by the eternal Father. Friends, We can't doubt ourselves anymore. You and I are equally important for God. We we can't allow the ego to play games with us. Because sometimes we think that being a light means people putting the red carpet. Red carpet only tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the Oscars. Only tomorrow. But not in our daily lives. That's an illusion. To be light doesn't mean people are going to put red carpet and say, Oh, I love you. You're great. No. It means you are going to put red carpet for people. And say, you are great. Because you are shedding the light to illuminate people's lives. Like Jesus has been doing with us. He didn't expect us to treat him like a guru. We need to stop this thing about guru. Hmm? I know people who are spiritists. Who go to psychics. They pay psychics. Okay, I understand. If that happens, okay. But come on. With all the respect. I can't think. That somebody else knows the answer to our questions. God knows. And paying somebody. It's not going to make a difference. If you pay a million dollars. Higher spirits are not going to come because of the million dollars. But Vanilla said these are powerful mediums. Hmm. Read the book Paul and Stephen. Paul of Tarsus was a powerful medium. Many people didn't recognize it. Jesus was the medium of God. And yet, Publius Lentulus doubted that he healed his daughter. Judas thought he had a better plan. Peter denied him three times and Thomas kept doubting. Believe it or not. And we are repeating the same denials, the same betrayals, the same escape mechanisms. Isn't that enough? That's a question for us. Assessment question. Right? Yeah. Praise God. Right, Cher? Carol, you're right. So, so beautiful. With the extra, brother Theocritus adds more. From now on, he says to the audience, "You will desire to find out more about yourselves, because truth is, you know nothing at all about being, life, suffering, and destiny." In spite of the diplomas you proudly displayed on earth. Along with the distinctions and honors that so extensively adorned your foolish pride. As humans divorced from the divine ideal. He talks to Berlamino. He's talking to everybody. And Berlamino stands up and says. Yes, my dear friends. I am immortal. I was just able to confirm. I am immortal indeed and then at the same time of the gathering the days that followed we were all led to examine in painful detail the wrongs we committed throughout the existence and we had destroyed this is moral therapy can you handle it assessment question because nowadays we can't handle it you know what majority of us do even spiritists We don't want to go through the wrongs and revisit them. We're like, no, no, I know it, I know it. I don't want to talk about it. Leave it alone. We don't. But here, in front of the audience, they go through, and are they bad? Are they mean? No. Do they want to expose people? No. But we need that therapy. He says, we committed, we took a good look at the web of moral, mental, educational, social, and material prejudices, that had dragged us into our present deplorable state. Patient instructor helped us go back in our memories to our infancy and from there we examined how we had proceeded in life. So many in our unfortunate group displayed the nefarious result of the meager moral education acquired in homes lacking true Christian illumination. Adolescents, barely out of childhood, had fallen defenseless at their first clash with the vexations common to earthly life. Since they were completely devoid of ideals and good sense or respect for themselves, family and God, they preferred the brashness of suicide. We were told that by fostering the pernicious inclinations of their children, rather than trying to curtail them, the negligent parents opened the way to the desperate imbalance conducive to suicide. Consequently, they would be held accountable to the sovereign laws of the future. Sorry to rush this, the reading of this part, but this is so amazing because often mentor Joseph asks us to talk about Parenting mission, grandparents and their mission and people on Earth take it so lightly. The task for parents is moral. Sending your kids to school is not enough. Giving them food and shelter is not enough. Hugging them is not enough. Kissing them is not enough. What do we need to do? Tame their spirits starting by ours. Educating their impulses, starting from educating ours. If, says here the chapter, the parents who saw the mistakes and didn't dream the bad shoots, as St. Augustine says in chapter 14, item 9 of the Gospel according to Spiritism. It matches. As soon as we see the problem, we need to cut it out and then help them, or they are gonna fail and we are co-responsible. Now The highlight of this chapter. Don't go away, because we are wrapping up. The beauty. The beauty. Are you ready? Don't go away. After these complex examinations, we went to other gatherings to learn how we would have acted in order to avoid suicide. This is so beautiful. They sit down to go through Different strategies. This is God's mercy. This is true moral education. Let us revisit how can we do better. And parents should do this in their homes. Daily. Your child doesn't want to talk about the mistake. But we say, look, we're here training. But I don't want to talk about what happened in school. Okay but we need to sit down, ask the teacher, no, you tell me, what happened there? Uh, look, I love you, I'm not here to judge you, I'm here to help you, what happened? Oh, you know, we were just playing with rocks, and then we wanted to wash the rocks, didn't ask the teacher, the teacher was mad, Okay. It wasn't a big deal, but what could we have done different to avoid, you know, the lack of discipline or bothering the teacher, making her mad? I could have asked her, but she wouldn't allow. Well, laws are laws. If you see, the policeman stops. You were speeding up. You can't say, uh, no, wrong is wrong. I mean, if the teacher does not allow, we have to respect the law or else. So what would you have done differently to avoid it? I would have asked the teacher. And then contain yourself if the teacher said no. That's called discipline, freedom management. You see? That approach is the approach that the spirits use in with the suicidal spirits. If we use it now in childhood, teenage years, very likely we are helping them boost the prefrontal cortex, which is discernment. But we need to practice ourselves as well. Looking at our mistakes and see what could I have done differently to avoid it, to not incur the same mistakes. Because if we don't have that rationale, we will keep repeating. So he says, and they would get together to we should have act to learn how they should have acted. And what would have been our daily conduct if we had not walked away from duty, faith in ourselves, and the paternal love of God. In many cases, the solution to the problems they had opened the doors to their abyss had been a mere two steps away. Oh my gosh, two steps to avoid suicide. Count on God's assistance which would have arrived in just a few days or months. All they would have to do was to be courageous for that brief amount of time. Okay. A glorious testimony to the will, patience and moral bravery necessary for spiritual progress. With disappointing surprise, we came to the conclusion That the triumph of happiness would have been easy if we had looked to the divine love for inspiration to guide us in the life that we so disgracefully destroyed. I'm going to stop here. Because Camilo gives to us hope. We're facing, piercing, Temptations, anguishes. Let's not escape. Let's trust in God and let us affirm to ourselves I am light. God created me. I succeed in this test. It shall pass. It shall pass. It shall pass. Let us pray. Dear beloved Mother Mary, thank you so much for listening to our prayers. We pray together mostly for those who have committed suicide, that wherever they are, they receive the helping hand that they need. The relief that they have been longing in a new beginning for us we pray for protection we pray for guidance we pray that you keep us strong knowing that everything shall pass may we stay under your guidance feeling your protection as you grant us the permission to wrap up this beautiful therapeutic study tonight and so be it great wonderful after all you were light let it shine, let it shine, let it shine like hope, lifting hope here at cardiac radio, torching our souls until tomorrow. God willing, friends, thank you so much. Saudades, Anariel.